This week, the Wayne County Health Department will host a free COVID-19 testing clinic. Like most other free clinics in the region, it filled up fast and required pre-registration, something that has bred a lot of uncertainty in communities like Wayne County as infection rates have climbed. When will the next free clinic be held? Why aren't more of them happening? Both of those questions were common themes in the response overall to the county's announcement that the clinic this week had filled up. For answers, we're talking with Ryan Mulhern and Carrie Van Auken of the Wayne County Health Department. Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time today. Uh, There's a lot of demand for free testing. So first things first, walk us through what goes into pulling off one of these clinics. Well, attending this clinic gonna be, is a site you know capable of handling that volume? Are we gonna create impacts on traffic patterns, things like that. Um, especially nowadays as we're doing more and more of our clinics as drive-through opportunity. Um, I, I think one of the things that I, I really want the public to understand is that a lot of what we do clinic-wise, whether it's a flu clinic or a testing clinic, or even one of our rabies vaccination clinics for your pets, a lot of these scenarios are things that public health actually practices very regularly in order to know what our strengths and weaknesses are to, to pull these off as smoothly as possible. So there is an element to public health called emergency preparedness that we are regularly practicing even outside of what is, you know, today our pandemic lifestyle for the time being. So this isn't necessarily new to us, but but applying those concepts to something like a pandemic are things that we're, you know, obviously adapting on the fly, but able to do so because of that practice, because of that preparedness that we do on a regular basis. With this one in particular, how long were you guys planning this before the actual announcement came together. So what did that that window look like for you guys where you first realized it could be done and then actually put the whole plan together, create a uh, pick a site, etc. Sure. So one of our one of our added benefits to this was that we've we've done something similar recently with support from the state uh, when we had to do some targeted testing. It's very atypical for a health department to provide testing themselves, at least a department of our size. You know, we, we have a much smaller staff. Uh, resources can be a little bit tougher. And even, you know, generally speaking, with, with our staff's time these days, is it's pretty much all hands on deck to do things in terms of uh, our contact tracing and, and case investigations linked to, to each and every case we get every day. So for us to be able to provide this clinic, um, I can say that it did come together uh, uh, relatively quickly. Um, we had a discussion uh, uh, to determine whether or not it was a viable opportunity. A lot of that discussion was only able to happen because we had uh, a, a unique and again, atypical uh, access to resources such as tests to be able to, to do this. So it's not normally something we control or able to provide, but because we discovered that there was an opportunity for us to at least provide something, uh, we wanted to do that for our residents because, of course, they're they're at the forefront of our mind at all times, you know, throughout this. So we were able to to organize an idea of how we could pull this off. It's actually quite similar to, uh, uh, again, some of the clinics we're able to do with some minor adaptations, uh, and that helped us be able to pull it off a little bit quicker. But it's a true testament to the to the preparedness and whole department ability that we have, um, you know, amongst all of our staff uh, in terms of how we've we've been able to plan and and pull these off in the past with other clinics. When when it came to this uh, this clinic in particular, um, how quickly did it fill up? 
I, I made the announcement to the press um, via a an official press release Saturday afternoon. I want to say between 2 and 3 o'clock. It might have been closer mm -hmm. to 3 o'clock. Um, I want to say that it was full by 5 p.m. yesterday, so just over 24 hours. And, and I can't stress enough how, from our perspective, that's a true testament to the need for these people to have access uh, to testing. You know, rural communities as a whole, not just Wayne County, but all rural communities feel, I think, underserved uh, in terms of accessibility to testing. So to that end, uh, what are the major resources that are lacking? And what does a county like Wayne need uh, to make, you know, clinics like this happen on maybe a more regular basis, given that you, you, you've made it clear there is obviously a need? Sure. I, I think the first thing is always going to come down to to staffing and time um, from from a public health staff perspective it's it's like i said very all hands on deck around here so it's tough for us to be able to provide this uh this clinic without straining what we're already doing in other areas so we're able to provide this clinic because we have staffing and and partnership with several other county agencies who have, who have very graciously stepped up and said hey we've got people who, who can help you pull this off that helps um but i don't think that it's something that you'll be able to see at least on a reoccurring basis, um, at least for the foreseeable future. So uh, ideally, what I would say is that we need more support uh, for people who are able to convey the need to the public and to the state uh, for this type of testing to be in a rural community. You see clinics like the one at MCC that have been up and running for quite some time, very accessible, but it's certainly not run by Monroe County Health Department alone. And, you know, a lot of that can be the resources that they have being quite different than ours, but simply having that vocal support from your visible leaders is a is a great way to, to you know, get that kind of access uh, to testing here, I think so. Perfect world uh, or close to a perfect world. What does the ideal amount of free testing look like? Is it strict? Is it completely on demand available all the time? Or is it at least being able to, to hold these clinics on a regular basis, semi-regular basis? Even? Sure, sure. I guess that depends on if you're looking at it from a public health perspective or not. Uh, from our perspective, the more people we can have tested, the more capable we are of being able to put that dam in the river, so to speak, by quarantining into individuals, <coughs> excuse me, I got to catch my throat, <coughs> excuse me. So the more able we are uh, to get testing for people, the, the more we're able to identify cases that are already existing. And when we can identify those cases, we can make sure that they isolate properly. We can take those proper uh, steps in quarantining the contacts to that case, which allows us to, again, stop that flow of transmission down the river. So ideally, from a public health perspective, uh, testing availability allows us to do our job more adequately and accurately um, on a regular basis. Um, free testing, I think, is important because we don't want there to be barriers for our for our residents to access care or access, um, you know, testing that can help us protect them. So we would never want a resident to say, you know, I think I could get tested, but because I can't really afford to pay $50 to go to an urgent care or to go, you know, so-and-so uh, is doing testing, I'm just not going to get tested and I'll stay home. Unfortunately, that transmission can still occur, you know, if they're not necessarily home. So testing, I think, is important, at least because of that public health perspective for us to be able to quarantine and isolate and reduce transmission. But it's also important because it allows those residents to be empowered and saying, look, I, I know I'm not feeling well. I'd like to get tested so I know what I can do to protect my family and friends. 
Um, and, and I think that uh, that free testing is often the way to remove those barriers that could, that could prevent people from getting tested who should be tested. What is your message uh, to, to residents in Wayne County right now who maybe feel a little forgotten by uh, the state or the lack of resources that the county has right now to, to uh, prevent more free testing clinics like the one that's coming up from happening? Sure. I, 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 I think the most important thing I'd love people to know is that we, we feel and we, we understand how that feels because we have never forgotten any of our residents. And sometimes it can be difficult for the public to understand what a health department can and can't do in terms of the pandemic response, um, what capabilities exist, uh, what what we can control and what we can't. Um, but we certainly would never want any of our residents to feel like they've been forgotten. Our, our mindset is always protect every resident in our county as best as we can with the capabilities we're able to, to contribute. So with regard regards to testing, you know, I, I would hope that people understand that every time we see a question on Facebook or we get an email asking about how is their testing, you know, uh, where can I find testing? We're very quick to reply with, you know, hey, here's a link to a site that can help you find testing based on your zip code. It's basically like a Google search that allows you to look for testing. Um, we can provide that. But other than, again, these atypical testing uh, clinics like the one we're having on Saturday, there's not much more we can do other than be their voice. So we are we are certainly always, you know, from, from all the way back in the March, we are constantly conveying the messages of our residents to the appropriate places whenever we can. All right, Ryan, appreciate the time. Thanks hey, for Josh. taking it. Hey, Josh, it's Carrie. Hey. Hi. So right. one of the things I, I also want to stress is that, you know, clinics like this, in this one, it came together very quickly. Um, knowing the resources that we have, it took a lot of, like Brian said, collaboration from the county administration, other departments, board of supervisors to make this happen. So um, they know that our main job right now is to contact trace and do case investigations. And so they understand that we need help in order to also make this testing event happen. So um, I'm very pleased that they did step up and say that we will make other county departments accessible to you and that um, they can work and that they can help promote public health's mission, which is to make sure, you know, of course, that the health and safety of our residents um, are always our top priority and it's the county's top priority as well. The Daily Debrief is a production of FingerLakes1.com Digital Media. It's hosted by members of the FL1 News team and was created by Gabe Petrazio and me, Josh Durso. If you'd like to check out past episodes and stories, visit www.fingerlakes1.com daily. You can also subscribe to the show on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We have one ask for our listeners, though, and subscribers of the show. Consider becoming a supporter of ours over on Patreon. Right now, that help is invaluable in ensuring that we're able to continue doing what we do here on the podcast, but also continue our general news gathering efforts over on fingerlakes1.com. In the last two years, our platform has been accessed and read more than 50 million times. We just need a few of you to really begin making a difference with more reporters, more podcasts, and more in-depth coverage of the things that matter. Visit www.patreon.com slash FL1 to do it. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.